0: got into but how was your weekend um my weekend was big time for uh, i was out of town for the weekend just took some time away from the city overall it was, it was a decent experience
1: okay sometimes it's good to get away sometimes you know especially when you're locked in and busy and, and getting things yes yes i love the canada flags as we're repping but here we are special guest for our week 41 episode 41 steven mensa Um, It's an honor to have you here today, the executive director of the Toronto Youth Cabinet. So, um, explain or let the people know who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into our conversation. Sure. So, as
2: mentioned, my name is Stephen Mensa. I'm the executive director of the Toronto Youth Cabinet, which is the city of Toronto's official youth advocacy body. So, basically, in my role, we're responsible for advocating on behalf of Toronto's to over six hundred thousand young people for a more equitable city. Um, and yeah, a bit of background: We were established in 1998 by Toronto City Council, and so we've been in existence since like what almost 25 years now.
1: Okay. Nice. Now. For those who don't know what the Youth Cabinet is and what it literally stands for, 1998, that's a very long time. Yes. Almost 20, yeah, Almost yeah. 25. Literally. And um, I think since it's been in, uh, in formation of when it began, its purpose was to basically be there to be the advocacy for the youth exactly. in the city. Yeah. Um, I know a lot is going on, but before that, what is your background before you even got into that? Yeah, so before I was just like very active
2: in my community, so like I live in the riding right of York Southwestern, and so. I mean, even outside of school, I was always you know, volunteering at my, you know, local long-term care center, or you know, partaking in after-school programs or like programs at my local community center and things of that sort. So I think for me, I've always had a passion for like specifically education issues and just young people in general. And so before uh, joining the cabinet, I was kind of searching for that space where I could really um grow and and excel and. Once I, you know, heard about the cabinet, that gave me that platform.
1: Where? How did you hear about that?
2: Yeah, so one of my, uh, I had a couple of friends who used to be a part of the cabinet, and so they're like, Stephen, you know, you should apply. And for me, at first, I was like, nah, I didn't think I was that experienced. Uh, I mean, I had the passion, but didn't really have that experience. And they're like, no oh one has that experience. So like, just join, just apply. And so I applied originally for the community safety position, but I ended up getting the education lead role at the cabinet. And from there, you know, I just ran with it. Okay, then how long have you been with the cabinet now? So this is my fourth term. Okay. Yeah. How does it go? Like yearly terms or? Yeah, it's yearly. So my first two terms was serving as education lead, and this is my second term as the executive director.
1: And something I guess Max, you could chime in on this part is sometimes you can get into something, and you know it would lead to bigger and better things. Yeah. Like you may not feel like you're fit for that actual, like you may not fit the job description, like or whatever right. that comes to. But if you get your Like if you didn't apply Then you wouldn't be Where you are right now 100% with then. And sometimes people Are afraid to get into something Because they feel like They're either Overqualified or underqualified And sometimes you just Gotta go Exactly
0: I mean that's That's kind of like Discovering yourself Because you're always Trying to search who we are What works best for us And until you have Tried something Or actually Step into a light To maybe To find out This is for you Or this is not for you And then you can Change the direction It can point you To a different direction So just always like get, Get Like Especially while you're young You know to figure it all out, you know, figure, figure yourself out, try this, try that, and then see what it is that, that you're gravitating towards. And then eventually, you get into a space that you, you know when you started a journey, like this is where I'll end up. So, it's all part of like discovering yourself. And you know, this platform, like you know,
1: excellent video when we, when we got the video to promote you coming. Um, it's about understanding self. Now, let's take it back to high school. Were you part of the student body council? Were you a part of anything like that? Because based off your resume You know I, I, And even
2: to this day I choose not to be Actively involved in my school Like I'm also Community So like my, Not my school community So I've never been A part of council I, Like even today When I'm in university I go to school And I get out I don't want anything To do with it I choose to just stay, um, you know, in the community and not have much in school.
1: And you go to the uh, Metro Latin University.
2: Yeah, yeah, not not at yeah,
1: <laughs> I almost said it. I'm like, yeah, you know, you gotta make sure that you. And what are you currently doing there?
2: So I'm currently taking a double major in criminology and politics and governance.
1: And I believe in. I remember we were doing another event. You're, you're in, basically in the lead of going towards
2: being a lawyer. Exactly. I'm trying to be a crown attorney, um, and then after end end up being
1: in politics. Okay, okay. So how did that come about? Like was that something from high school you felt like you always wanted to do or Yeah, so since I'll, even elementary I like grade A
2: I'd say I wanted to be a lawyer. First it was a defence lawyer, then I switched to prosecutor and I w I wanna explain my reasoning because when I tell people I wanna be a prosecutor, everyone's like trying to lock up all the time <laughs> But for me, it's more so I feel like I can make the most, most um, systemic change, because especially when we see a lot of our black, indigenous, young people being funneled into the system. And so as a prosecutor, you can serve as that bridge and that wall. So if not every young person deserves no jail time, sometimes they just need you no know, mental health support or community service. And so as a prosecutor, I'll be able to make those recommendations, and judges most likely will listen to me. Um, so that's kind of the reason why I ended up switching to a prosecutor. I
0: like that. I never, I never really took that perspective but I like it. Hey, the prosecutors who make this change the system within yeah.
1: exactly, and and that's what we need to now. Like, I know this is not an easy job being the executive director. It may look good, you know, you got your interviews, the CP twenty four, CBC, Toronto Star, but. What is it like? What is a day in the life of an executive director? So I'd say the day in the life is just primarily supporting my
2: uh, and other team members. So at the cabinet, we have about I think about eleven working groups. So we have education, budget, community safety, transit, housing, and so everyone's working on different initiatives geared towards addressing specific issues in their portfolio. And so besides from you know helping my colleagues on a day to day basis, just um, obviously I'm the voice of the organization. So like mainly responding to requests from other people. Wanting to partner with us constant meetings like I, my mom my mom knows that like every day I'm saying I have a meeting, I have a meeting but it's like it's too much sometimes <laughs> but you know constant meetings and and yeah so I'd say t- I think with me and as an ED you have the discretion to still do public advocacy or just stick internally and just do a lot of the internal admin work but I, I've really chosen to maintain and continue my advocacy that I started when I now education educationally
1: okay nice And I guess the the one thing that I, I like that you said over there is the fact that like meetings and, you know, trying to partner and make sure that you're on point with all these different organizations. I'm pretty sure a lot of people reach out to you yeah I mean it's too much I'm trying to delegate but I think um,
2: it's a good thing because I know when I became ED uh, when my, my first goal and my, it continues to be my goal is to make sure every young person in the city knows about the two IC because yeah, we've been here for you know, about 25 years but there are still young people who don't know that we exist hmm. and so for me that's a problem and so making sure that more, more young people across the city know that we exist and that you know, they have someone who's really advocating for them at you know both the city and provincial level is important
1: now you know when we talk about understanding self purpose and passion what would you say your passion comes from from trying to make sure that because the amount of youth that are in the city that you represent is a lot and then you have the youth that don't even know about this yeah. so that just shows that clearly you're in the right spot and there's a lot of work that needs to be done yeah. and even you know making time to be able to speak here and you're on interviews every day you know we appreciate you coming on you're on the biggest TV you know and all the Toronto um, stations you're on you're every literally Platform discussing change in mental health is it, but where does your passion come from and what keeps you passionate? I'd say my drive, and uh, it, it
2: goes back to when I was educationally, then when I was taking on education initiatives with just like my niece and nephew, and just like young people in general. Because for me, many of our young people have not been able to reach their full individual potential, mm-hmm. and that's due to you know many inequities and just you know many problems with our systems. And so for me, like I have that goal that I want to make sure all of our young. People are able to achieve and reach their, the full individual potential, no matter what that is. And so, I feel like I think the, that's where my drive is, just like young people. And just uh, some of our prospects lately are just so slim and just so dim. And so, if I can play a role in you know, making their future or uh, more hopeful and more, I guess, sunny uh, for me, that's important. So I'd say, like my niece and nephew, and just um, young people in general, and making sure they're able to succeed in life.
1: Um, family oriented and I and I think it's it's so important for us, Matt. We always talk about of finding your why, knowing what your why is, what keeps you going and whatever your space is and, and truly living to your full capability in any organization or job or whatever you're attached to. And you know what the city of Toronto a lot's been going on. Like you know we had a pretty crazy busy weekend, um a lot of things have been going on. Yeah. But even Max coming from the Jane and Finch community, um, thinking back to your younger days, what would you say are like the things people don't see that are in organizations when they come to community spaces that they're not really from looking to make change? Because like one thing I think is it's about understanding. Exactly. It's hard to get into a space if you don't understand. Like you're trying to get people to be involved in certain activities or certain things you're trying to do. But if they don't understand you or you don't understand them, how is that going to work?
0: I think we're growing up from my personal experience I think it was about meeting on the common ground being relatable to the one individual. Because more often than not when these organizations go to these neighborhoods kind of they have something implemented where mm. they assume one size fit all each youth, but that's often never the case. And uh, and also the um, the lack of connections or information getting passed on for the youth in the community to know the resources available to them. I think that's the bridge more so there because you was surprised what the city has to offer for us, like, literally, school, like, people going to universities, so many bursaries get passed, on, um, but they're not aware of, right? And so, it's kind of like, connecting people, letting people know that there's these resources for you, and then making that bridge that, although we're different, I'm here to show you a different way, so I think that's when we talk about organizations coming into community, that's something that, like, I find gray area, right? Because it's always kind of like, you may not have the answers coming to talk to me, right? And that's the thing that I didn't figure out on my own. I don't, I don't need nobody. And that's, that's one of the things that we have to break as a community leaders.
1: And, and uh, you know, I brought this up and I want to hear your response to his answers, also. I like the question. I like your response because I know I'm looking at one of our
2: back-to-school back. I was telling you that we did last year. So, obviously, you now telling you can't have our, like, our... Just, just, obviously, across Toronto, but still, if I'm going to a community, I'm not just gonna you know parachute into it and just move as if I know what they need. And so, when we did our back to school give back, we really part, uh, we were really intentional to partner with organizations, local organizations in the community. So we were at you know Low Insights, we have mouth Warburton, Jennifer Finch, and so on and so forth. And so, we connected with organizations in each of those communities to help us you know give back and even to ask like I asked them like, what's your need? Because yeah. We're giving you backpacks filled with school supplies, but maybe there's a food insecurity need. Maybe there's a, a need for, you know, uh, gift cards to McCarthy so you gotta buy a uniform. And so I was really intentional to ask folks, um, you know, what's the need before we just parachute into the community. So I think um, really realizing that need, I mean, although I have connections to Pella and all those other communities, I don't live there as much as other people live there and would know. So I think being intentional is key.
1: And I love that because we would love to partner and, you know, September coming back, I think it would be a great initiative. Max from Jane and Finch, I have my community ties and rest as well, too. So I think the Toronto Youth Cabinet and Motivation Monday, we can collaborate sure. and I use our resources together. And I'd love to see Max do that, too, for his community, too, because yeah, he already does so much for it. So to tie and get the city on, on board would be amazing thing. And you know, I talked to Cindy the other day. She speaks highly of you. Um she's she's a great connected city of Toronto. So you're doing great work. Thank you, thank you. Now I gotta ask ask we we also talk about finances. Toronto Youth Cabinet, I know you're you're you gotta give your time. Right? Yeah. It's like you're giving back to the community. Why is giving back to the community so important? Because sometimes people don't understand that, you know, you could Take one pathway, and it can lead to another. Yeah. It's not always about the money. Exactly. I'd say for me,
2: it's like we all have. I feel like we all have that moral and it's like a social responsibility to just like give back to our community. And so for me, even from like when I started in high school, I think I never did things for money. It, it was just money. Obviously, is important you know paying your bills and whatever is important. But like I was always able to pay my bills and all that stuff. So for me, I was just focused on you know how can i make an impact you know in the life lives of someone and how can i just get back to my community uh, and so Uh, Yeah, I think, like, for me, I've always had that moral responsibility. I've always believed in that moral responsibility. And I think, you know, all folks should just give back, even if it's, like, a a couple of hours in a day. Because even when I finished getting my 40 volunteer hours in school, I still continued volunteering. And and to this day, I think, even till the day I die, I'm going to continue to volunteer because I really feel like we all have a part to play.
1: I forgot about about those days where you have to make sure you get your 40 hours in. You're scraping to make sure you get into that. Now... As the ED, what do you think some of the, like what are the pros and cons with working with so many different communities and being in charge with over 6,000 youth? I I think for me,
2: it's like recognizing that each community has its own needs. And it goes back to the previous question, each community has its own needs and um, the the dynamics and demographics are different because uh, depending on what community you are in, many of them may be well off. And compared to others, I think for me and even the cabinet, historically, we've really put a focus on ensuring equity deserving young people. Um, have that voice, because many other young people, because even within young people it's not monolithics there's like so much differences between the, the demographic in general, and so for us we really given that voice to um, the demographic and the young people that are oftentimes aren't heard, and that oftentimes are neglected, and so I think that's been my focus, and even historically that's been TYC's focus so like the pros and cons, I mean uh, like of the role of the ED, or just the communities? Both I don't know if I can speak on the communities. I think the, the communities is just seeing the uh, difference in um, investments and difference in um, young people's experiences. Of going back to what I said, because like you go to Rosedale and you go to Rexdale, you can see the, the disparities that exist between the young people's experiences. So I'd say like that would be the difference between communities and the pros and cons of the role. I mean, it's very time-demanding, you know, um, no but I think that like, delegating, I have a good a team of people around me. You no know, Shout out to my friend Zaina, she's been amazing. Like, um, So I think delegating is something I've learned to do more and more in this role.
1: And as you talk about your team, um, we, we, we speak on how teamwork is very key in order to achieve something that is bigger beyond your dream or your imagination. Yeah. Um, what does teamwork mean to you? Why is it so important? You know, this was the saying, if you want to go for go
2: together or if you we want to go what's the saying?
0: The saying is that if you want to if you we want to go somewhere fast go alone if you we want to go far go with others Exactly So I African say, proverb yeah.
2: Thank you So I'd say like for me I Max is a true African <laughs> 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 I've
0: to that i used that use that, pro, use that proverb a couple of times on the show so yes it's so African proverb yeah.
2: And I think I'm very intentional to give um, kudos to my colleagues on all the things I do because like, obviously most times I'm the front facing of the organization mm-hmm. all the work I do but I always like make sure to reinforce and reiterate that it's a team of people behind me. You know, even when I was educationally, I had a team of you no know, forty people strong who were supporting me on uh, my initiatives. Uh, and, and even to this day, as ED, you know, I have a team of people, whether it's one, two, or three people um, who are supporting me. So I think teamwork is, is so important, and I don't believe in that. I did it all by myself. I mean, even if you did 99% of things by yourself, 1% of things you
1: didn't do by yourself, you're always going to have to tap into people
2: and rely on people. So, yeah.
1: Now, when it came to you applying to get this position, was there any challenges you faced that like, and I, I speak on these things because it's important for a lot of the youth to see our own people who are in these positions and then get to hear from them. So, I'm also going to give room for everybody to ask questions too. I'm um, not only just soaking what we're talking about, and then we'll have a, a, a dialect. I, I asked you for the three things that are important to you yeah. too, so we'll speak on that as well too. Um, but, yeah,
2: what are any barriers I'd say besides from? the personal barriers I set out for myself. And I think this is a problem with, um, well, not a problem, but just something that we see with, a lot with black youth and just um, uh, BIPOC youth or whatnot is that so oftentimes we feel like we're unqualified or we're not meant for A, B, and C role. And so that I think that for me was my biggest barrier is that I had downplayed myself and my abilities and didn't think I was quote-unquote worthy of whatever role I wanted to seek. But thankfully, you know, due to the motivation of others, I put my name out there and, and, you know, I'm here. So I think one one advice and one thing that I constantly tell myself is, you know, just put yourself out there. Just apply. Just, you know, um, just put yourself out there because you never know uh, what may come out of it at the end of it. But I'd say, like, in respects, like, systemic barriers or just like, barriers within, like, the city or anything like that. So I don't really face much. I think, though, one problem is that uh, the city does not necessarily compensate young people um, a lot for their work and so that's something that I know we're grappling with right now is to ensure that whenever you want to engage young people as you no know, subject matter experts on things, we compensate them for their time because that right there is a certain expertise. You know, if we're doing consultations and talking to young people, that's the expertise that we that's some that's you know the intellectual property that we're taking from them. So let's make sure we're intentional to pay them and compensate them for their time.
0: I just, just wanna to want to add this. I don't wanna get into two parts. So you talk about the system and the individual. Mm-hmm. I just I wanna share your take on who's the only sign. Is it is it is it for the system to save one individual or for the individual to save himself through the system? I just wanna hear you take your, your
2: time on that. So repeat the last part you say. Is it
0: is it, is it for the system to save an individual or for the individual to save himself from the system?
2: personally I I say system like all the work I've done has been pushing the system to do better and change because I feel like we're never going to get that you know widespread change or widespread impact if it's individualized one by one and for me it's all my mindset is always like what is affecting you know my you know peers affecting me even though it might not be affecting me. so like for me I've always been focused on the system needing to change so that more young people more people in general can benefit from it.
1: And you're a big advocacy for mental health. a lot of the interviews a lot like you know you are a voice and you've had you know say unto what you feel like we need to focus on for the city yeah. and it's kind of funny because I'm not gonna sometimes I watch it. And I'm like, you work for the city, but you're going against them. Like, you let it be known. And that's the, the freedom of speech, too. Fair. And I think sometimes you got to be different. You can't disagree or be that yes man just because you're looking to get to a position or you're looking to... And I think it's that's why you... Guided further in your career too.
2: And even in all my meetings with folks like new organizations we're partnering I always make it clear because it's always a question that our mandate at the Toronto Cabinet is not the mayor's mandate, it's not the city council's mandate. Yes, we were created by the city council, but we're not their mouthpiece, so we're not going to just spew the rhetoric that they're spewing and whatnot. And so, yeah, I'm... For me, obviously, my focus and the people I answer to are young people, not, you know, politicians or anything of, anything of that sort. So I'm not going to shy away from speaking up uh, for as long as I know it's going to be a benefit uh, to young people. And before you ask the next question, I want to speak to what you go back to the other question. I do believe, though, we all have a role to play. So although systems need to change, us as individuals also need to do better and speak up. You can't, can't be one without the other. So I also want to add that
0: life is complex it's never <laughs> it's a mixture of both yeah. Many dynamics exactly and uh, how do
1: you keep yourself motivated? I like keep myself motivated of
2: course I enjoy the work I, I do so like I, I, many of my friends like just even like take a break you know with, with this chill da 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 like because they see how how hard I work but I think for me like I get my motivation from the work I do, and especially the impact. Like after you, I guess, accept on in the initiative, that feeling is just like like no other. And even to this day, like I look back at some things I've, I was able to do, it's like, like, damn, I'm glad I kept pushing that. The like, I put in the work, and so it just motivates me to keep going to you know make more change and to impact more individuals. And I always referenced random strangers um, who hit me up, complimented me, or saying, or even saying. You know, the work you did really impacted me or really um, uh, inspired me or gave me hope. I remember, I'll use one example on um, my anti-black and anti-indigenous race, um, race in the schools initiative that we were tackling. I got an email from a teacher and I think she was very interested in speaking to how her class has been you know, paying attention and watching. And she said, and I quote, it's giving myself, and my class, a new hope that, you know, change can come. And so, like, seeing messages like that, it really does motivate me to keep going and keep pushing.
0: Yeah, and, and to add it that, you know, I say, you want to live your life, you don't need a vacation from, you don't need a vacation away from, you know, love what you do and you don't, you don't need that. So it's like, just one of those things we try to encourage people to do on a daily basis. Like, just make sure you love what you do, man. Exactly. Do what you love, you know. And then from there, you can start, diversify yourself and get to things that you contribute to society more, and that's what it's always about. You know, I think like you said earlier, it's not about monetary. I always say, is leave the world a better place than you found it. Yeah. For it means, you may get back, it doesn't necessarily mean like his role, or our role is just having a platform, but you just want to leave the world a better place. Right. So it's on our moral conscience. And I and I believe, and we I
1: know we talk about it. The change starts with Your know, platform is. Solely built on that, you versus you understanding. You know that you have the power to change. And sometimes people, you know, it's so easy to like pinpoint all the problems in communities in the city, and you know. But what are you doing for yourself to be able to add value to help make the change that you are looking for? Exactly. And, and then when when folks look at the Toronto new cabinet, I
2: hope many folks don't um, because there's some parties and if you don't pay party politics the Toronto cap is it, nonpartisan, but I'm using this example because there's some parties in provincial or federal government that people say all you do is complain, 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 you don't have any solutions You're not offering and not offer anything I know one thing that the TIC does is like yeah we're going to call something out but also going to put out some tangible solutions with it too and I think that's why we've gotten the respect of you know whether it's the minister of education and all these other folks who we work with is because y'all yeah, are still going to you know call you know, not even call you out but just call out certain things that you can do better on but we're also going to propose some solutions and things that we can do um, to be better and I think that's what differentiates certain people that folks, some other people just complain, 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 but others, you know, actually have something to offer, and for those who have something to offer are most likely the ones who people are going to want to listen to.
0: And, and if you tell our viewers right now, if you have that negative friend that always has something negative to say, they don't have a solution to help you guys through, and that's what we talk about, you know, often people just want to point out all the negative things and nothing sensible, say, so, okay, maybe this might not work, but help me go to the right direction, and that's exactly what you touch upon then. because then you just become that person who just complain all the time. You know, everybody's trying to figure it out and even in the workplace I know this person is kind of like your boss has their own problems he does not care about your problems if you have something to go say to your boss make sure you have a solution for it right? you Cannot just say so and so is doing this you can say so and so and doing this but I think that's what we should do following so and so and that's what people want to hear because like I said people have their own problems and things they want to deal with so whenever you have uh, a tangible solution following that problem you're much more respected because people don't see that People don't see that domain, what it is that you're seeing. So that's for like in, in your personal life or whatever it is, in relationships, in friendship, in the in the workplace, whatever cause that you're trying to do. Before you point out the problem, come up with a, a tangible solution to help uh, to help move. That problem forward.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I think that resonates with more people if you can offer something. You know, it's like because no one wants to hear people complaining. Right? Yeah, nobody does. Nobody that's that's does. not gonna resonate with folks. So it's like yeah, sure, call something or point some point at it point out on an issue, but also make sure you have some a solution right after it that you can bring to the table. I think that's gonna resonate with most most folks in the house.
1: I see some hearts and love, and a big shout out to uh, DJ Tunes. That's Kids' official DJ who just tuned in. And it was Kids' birthday on the weekend, so they had something crazy. But, you know, shout out to him, too. Like, when I see guys like him doing what they're doing on a crazy platform, traveling the world, you know, my African brothers, our African brothers, our Nigerian neighbors, it gives that hope and inspiration knowing that, like, you know, we can disguise the limit. You can keep climbing and taking over. So it's like when I see you, like, I remember I was hosting the, the when I hosted the gala, which we'll get into, kudos to that. Um, when I sent the flyer to my family group chat, my dad was like, I was surprised. He's like, Yo, is that Steven the CP24? Like, oh man, tell him I'm a big fan. And like, in that moment, I was like, Dad, like, yo, this is dope to know that, like, you know, the community's watching, they're looking, and sometimes you may not see it. Like, it, it, I know now it's normal too. Like, you're on the TV all the time. So it's like, you maybe not see it, but to hear from others, it's a reminder how important it's even culture based. why having our people from our own background like I know the Ghanaian Canadian uh, community center we just built the first one so there's a lot of things like there's Ghana I know you had an interview with him the other day too so like everybody's playing their part everyone's playing their role and like even with this platform even with Max what he does for the community and the insight and knowledge that's why I want us to all get involved because kudos to you 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 pulled off and you guys had the first ever Toronto Youth um, Black Gala yeah The Youth Black Gala the other day And that was amazing I met the Minister of Education The head of TDSB A lot of great um, vice presidents And vice principals that were there That can help with what we're doing And that just shows why like Just getting something started Is so important because you don't know what will come out of it we yeah. gave away basketball jerseys, Pasco Siakam, yeah. um, c and passes. So I might so have to email that c lady. e so I don't mind giving some Motivation Mondays. She did tell me to hit her up. and e back next weekend? Maybe? Yeah, uh, July 20th. Uh, no, yeah, c is in August. Like August 9th. Oh, that means, I think it's the casino that opens
2: July 20th. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the actual exhibition. <laughs> don't
0: take that for Motivation Mondays. Yeah, go no, that, yeah that, no, I saw that on TV. They had a commercial, so I saw that. So I
1: believe it was, it was July 20th. <laughs> We don't be um, <laughs> gambling. We want people to go and enjoy as kids right. and youth. And shout out to the youth that won those. Everybody who won an award. Actually, just talk about the youth gala. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I remember
2: back in November, I had my friend Zaina. Like she would, and I work on every, mostly everything together. And so I'm like, yo, let's have a black youth gala. And was it like, like
1: the beginning of November
2: or the end? This was. Mid to end, so like Scorpio season time, yeah, around there. And I'm like, let's have a black week because around that time, there's so much negativity, you know, on the news and just uh, you know, violence and uh, things of uh, things of that sort, which were just uh, yeah, just too much. And so, I'm like, you know, let's do something positive for young people, let's do something positive uh, for the community. And so, her and I, you know, good, uh, you know, work you know, Create Toronto's first Black Gala that we had on June 24th. I think it was a success. So we gave out, what, 10 awards in a different category. So Building Community Through the Arts, Building Community Through Athletics, uh, Building Community Through Entrepreneurship, um, got Community Impact Award, Youth Advocacy, so on and so forth. And I look back and just hearing from some of the award recipients from some of that, that was there, for some of them, it was their first award, first time winning an award, the first time being recognized. And, and I'm glad about that because that just added more motivation to them to keep going and keep doing the great work that they're doing to you know better their communities.
1: And kudos to you. And even to know that that was an idea from November. Yeah. And then, you know, you are able to pull it off just a couple of weeks ago. And thanks for having me as the master of ceremony. And I know... Um, the second one that you're working on making it bigger and better, and you have Motivation money, support too so we can, um, you know, we can help the community. And I see Max, the speaker, being a great keynote speaker for the next one, so, you know, it, 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 it's, it's manifesting and putting things in the, in the universe. It was an organic affair. I didn't even take, I wasn't even intentional.
2: 'Cause I like yeah, I knew folks were Ganyan, but I didn't really take it in until the day of that the DJ was Ganyan, you were Ganyan, um uh Lewis was Ganyan, and a couple of
1: awards sippings were I arranged a couple of community people that came through. Yeah. And and that's how it happens sometimes though. When you when you plan something during Scorpio season it goes kinda <laughs> smooth, you know. I I, I love the impact I I got a couple of Scorpios in here too, the shout out. K Past a shout out my guy as well too. Um but yeah, it's 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 good and great to see what has come from people who get into position of power and like, that can make change. Not even of power, that can make change. Yeah. Because those two things, you, you get tricky sometimes. People who are a position of power don't really care about making change. Right. But if you care about making change and you can, you know, we always talk about it, it's like, finances are so important, like making money, it's not everything, but it's very important because if you want to make change, like for instance, if you didn't make money, you wouldn't be able to volunteer your time to be able to work with communities yeah. and make change. Yeah, because bills have to get paid. Yeah, you got to get to places. But you were able to discover that, and in school. Yeah, I don't. I sometimes I gotta look at you and Max, and I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. Maybe it's a sign for me to maybe start.
2: And <clears throat> and I mean, it's not even. i for me to this day, I'm so. And a lot of people, young people ask me, like, how are you able to do all this while managing school? And I always say, I'm not able to. Like,
0: I'm still <laughs> no, I'm
2: trying to. to bay. So, <laughs> that's, that's the that's real, real answer. That's
0: the real answer. <laughs>
2: it's like, it's, it's not
0: going to come the class. Let <laughs> <but> it <going. laughs>
2: You just keep moving forward and just, you know, like, running with it. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'll go to God. I've been able to just like uh, balance things to the best of my ability and still you know, focus on the work I'm doing in community because for me, it's so important for me. And uh, I try to, uh, obviously school's a priority, but I know like, my work I do at the cabinet, just in community at large, is something that's uh, top of mind. And just going back to your piece about the financial piece, I think many people need to realize too is doing volunteer work or doing work for the community doesn't necessarily mean you um, that can't get some type of money from it or it's like you just have to uh, quote unquote I won't use this word it's not correct um, you, you don't have to um, what's the word I can't I can't be politically correct
0: See, when you're, when you're in these positions, you got to... I, I know the word is going to try to use. But yeah, but I'm like... trying to stay away from that. Yeah,
2: but the point is you can make money from it, because I, I,
1: I look you at... You can it, say compensation. No, not, that's not even a word. That's it's a word. A it's word. He's going to use the S word. Yeah, I <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> the, word is
0: the word gonna I'm, use. I'm
2: trying to use, but... You
0: don't have to overwork yourself. <laughs> uh, you don't have to overwork yourself for free labor. All right, that's what we're going to say that's, how, that's what we're going we
2: exactly. to use You don't know, And I think for me Like the Opportunities I've been able to have Through the cabinet Like whether it's public speaking Things or events Things of that sort That I do get money from It's like all kind of Like balances it out So it's like and even the cabinet, I always tell my team not really run with it, like, do great work because it's gonna lead you to all these other opportunities that will get you money and that will, you know, put you in a good position. Open
0: doors for opportunities. Exactly. They, you know, help, help, you know, even. I think we lose focus sometimes, you know, just helping somebody can open doors of opportunities for you, man. And that's what it's about. And, and you've been talking about this a lot, and I know you're asking for your keywords, you know, it's, it's clear what you're passionate about. You know, you talk about me and I, myself, that determined factor. Like, it's kind of like you have to be determined because it's not going to be easy. Like, I use the determined following line as, as far as discipline because if we do things where you just feel good, you wouldn't be in school. I know half of the things that you do, you know, you really, like, I know what it is. Like, today, it's like... Even today, personally, I had an exam or something I was studying for, and I was like, it's just one of those things that can make all the excuses, but you got to be disciplined and determined. And then, last you talk about empathy, right, being empathetic, and that's kind of like, like, well, what you're just talking about, and like, making meaningful. Like, it's not just about uh, doing it for the monetary, advances or anything, but something that is, uh, that you actually care about. Like, you understand how, what others are possibly going
2: through. I want to touch on the empathy piece because I'll use one initiative I took on as an example. So last year, I worked on an initiative pushing for free menstrual products across Ontario school. So obviously, I'm not a menstruator. And so I really had to empathize and look beyond myself before taking on that initiative. But I remember I was scrolling through Instagram. And I saw one of my friends post, why do no women have to still pay for menstrual products as if menstruation is a choice? And I, I really resonated with that. And so I remember that night, I did a bunch of research on you know, jurisdictions who provided free menstrual products. So i um, just doing like a jurisdictional scan to see if it's even possible to happen here. Um, I saw that it's actually happening in many states in in the U.S. and in Canada, one two provinces had done it at that time. And so, yeah, I just laid out the steps I was going to take to achieve success in this initiative, I mapped it out, I connected with actual menstruators, and I think going back to connecting with those who, um, not not kind of assume that you know what they need, mm-hmm. but really connect with folks who are experiencing what you're trying to address. And, and yeah, so eight, within eight months of you know us taking on that initiative, we were able to get success. So you know, October 8th was when the education minister announced that they're going to provide free menstrual products across the Ontario school. Oh, That's... Yeah, we took a W on that. Oh, that's a huge W. And it took... And I look at it, eight months was... Obviously, eight months of hard work, but eight months is a short time. It's not actually that long because I know people have been calling for this like for decades, years... But you know, it took eight months of hard work and like strategic planning, and know we were able to get it done. So all good, God. No,
1: yeah, round of applause to that. That's that's huge. That's I didn't think that was the answer that
0: was going to come out from here at the end, but and the to get to and the details. And I like that you talk about the planning because like you know, nothing happens overnight. You have to be like. Okay, I think we talked about, you know, bringing up the problem and then coming up with a solution. Yeah. Having goals for yourself, like, spend the time, be fresh, and that. And that's what often happens with people' dreams and goals. It's kind of like they leave it in the best meaning, like, to just leave it in the win as far as, like, we're not, not putting a time frame on it, or maybe it's not coming quick enough. And that's what yeah. you just said, eight months may not seem far enough. And you hear this all the time. You act, something that you've been seeing going online is like, um, I don't want to go back to school because in five years I'll be dirty five yeah. years going to be 30 you're not expecting that so regardless so it's kind of like you know putting time frames on these things and realizing that that we're all here we're all here for a long time believe it or not so if you have something that you're, you want to go for go for it you know
2: in fact I think even to the piece of the strategic plan in So like, if I were to log into my email and pull up my Google Docs, so you'll see the document I used to plan. Mm -hmm. I did not edit it, like I I did it once. Mm -hmm. I stopped typing on February like 16th, and then February like 28th was when I officially kicked off the initiative and looking back I, I, when I do a presentation I show people like I did not edit this document but each of the steps you see it came to fruition mm-hmm. so like really several that
0: several goals have a plan you know? exactly you No, know, those people you, you say like if, how do you know where you're going if you don't have the GPS if you've never been there before like you know what I mean those people who fail to plan are planning to fail so just exactly. one of those to, to hear people and, like, and, and and kudos to you and I may add because kudos to you like, to actually set out the plan that goes according to plan and you don't have to alter it in some cases when we're working we might have to divert. We might have to make slight adjustment to, which is okay. which just all part of it. That's what strategic is. That's what we talk about being strategic towards something that you care most about. And and I can
1: speak on that heavily because it's not easy. The stuff is not. It's not for the weak either. You know. But um we always talk about it. No matter where you are in life, whether you're in a dark place, you know, like if you gotta walk through that tunnel of darkness, at the end there's light. You know, you was talking about you can have a puddle. Life could be a mess and like that water. But, you know, don't dwell in it. Don't sit in it. You got to do something about it. And, you know, if you're down, the only way to go is up, literally. So it's, it's, it's we understand that people are dealing with life. Mental health is a, a major thing. I've been, I want to ask you this because it's, it's, I don't know why it's hitting. I guess I know why. Because even Brandon Gones, the, the news have been talking about it, how people now, the suicide rates in terms of people wanting to actually go get medical help to make them kill themselves is at an all-time high because of the pandemic.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, so like looking at one of the initiatives we're addressing or we're hoping to address the rise in youth mental health crisis is that even before the pandemic, there was a crisis, but during the pandemic, that crisis exacerbated. And then, you know, now we're kind of feeling that in the next two three years, we're going to, if we don't take you no know, action to really address some of the real issues right now, I'm worried about, you know, where the next two, three years are going to be, especially for our young people, because it's not really, um, uh, we're not really paying much attention to it. And so in this initiative we're taking on, I'm really emphasizing the need for early intervention and early prevention, because so oftentimes we want to be reactive to the issue, and I think. I mean, rightfully so, because we've not taken action decades ago, and so now we're kind of chasing Pay- it. Pay- paying catch up. paying catch up. But it's like while we're paying catch up, we also need to make sure we stop that cycle, because there's a cycle of young people funding through our system and funding through our society who are not mentally well. And so it's like we got to do both: be yes, no, catch up but at the same time, make sure that you know, no one has to go experience um, you know, what what could people experience. So like, I know a couple of recommendations we're pushing are um, calling for mandatory mental health literacy in the curriculum, because that's another way of, to promote early intervention, early prevention. We're also calling for uh, mental health days for students. This is something that many states in America have done, but no one in Canada has done. So basically, a mental health day is a day this allows students to, you know, rest, relax, you know, recover from the stresses. And so we're calling for a set number of mental health days per semester that students can tap into. And uh, I will have five recommendations. i say the top three. And so the third one is calling for additional mental health clinicians. Because right now you go to a school, literally there's one social worker for 15 schools in Toronto. Yeah, no, no, maybe you One, one that, yeah. And you go to other places, like, let's say one mental health worker for, like, a uh, school population of like 900 students. So we we'll, we'll call for the government to um, meet the recommended averages. And obviously that's going to cost a lot of money, but you know, rightfully so. We need to make sure every school has a mental health worker, attention. a social worker, a CYW, a school psychologist, so we can really you know uh, get a grip of this issue.
0: Psst, making a change. And I think so that's, I, I, that's my domain. That's that's one of my reasons why you do what you do. When you see some of the things that's happening.
1: When he said that first one, I thought about my like, girl. This is good because after this, we're gonna have a real talk because we both can help each other out. And I think we are the right resources. And um, you know, I can use your skills and expertise in planning and sticking to a plan and getting things done um, to use it to our advantage to help the community and keep it going because time is only going like. Now we're seeing that. I'm seeing that in the news being talked about. And it's like, how can we talk about this? And like, how are we helping these people? Like, why are we saying okay to them? Like, why are we, like, how are we saying, okay, how can we help and make this not a thing? Yeah. Because it starts with one person, then it just goes that domino effect. I mean, emphasis on that urgency piece. I think, like,
2: if you get all the statements... Been like in our initiatives. I like think the word urgency is always there. Like, we need an urgent action to address you know, anti black racism in schools. We need an urgent action to address the mental health crisis because it's like it's one thing to say, Oh, yeah, I agree, this is a problem and we're going to work towards it. But it's one thing to say, Yeah, I agree, this is a problem and you know, we're going to do the work today. We're going to put in the steps and measures today to properly address that problem. I think most times. People are loafing. Oftentimes, unfortunate politicians are loafing and not really taking some of these issues uh, yeah, with the urgency that it deserves, and it's required of it. And so, for me, if I can come in and amplify that urgency on a specific topic, so that you know more folks are talking about it, which pushes our politicians to really act on it, I think like I
1: definitely think no one did a good job on that. You know, as I, as you say that, sometimes I don't even blame these politicians. The only reason why I say this. Yeah, we don't this platform. We don't even get into politics like that. But as we're talking about it, some of these guys have not been in our situations or in our communities or are brought up seeds or how we grew up or face the same challenges and barriers that we face. So how can we expect them to understand or do the things or make urgency for things that they've never felt or been through themselves? And that's why it's important for us to create new leaders and you know another Max's speaker or another Steve, like somebody who can see like, Oh, you know what? Because of Steven, I see him there. I want to be able to be part of a student body or of a, st- a council. Or because I see Max, I want to be a speaker. I want to be a keynote speaker. I want to be able to speak to you because I see Ebone, I want to be able whether it's weddings or events yeah. like, you know, showing the community who we are and not just making them watch us on Instagram, yeah. giving them access to us to have conversations to meet us live Meet and greets yeah. Different things To make them know That we're human Just like you guys and I think even With that original point
2: About although They don't or they haven't lived Our experience They probably won't Be able to address it But it goes back To that empathy piece Because I think That's one Character mm-hmm. trait That all politicians And all leaders In general need to have Is that empathy Because you're not Going to face All the issues in life But you shouldn't Have to be um, Before you know 100 it and so, um, yeah, I decided that that empathy piece is key That's oftentimes people lack, but and it requires doing the work, and many people don't want to do the work to really better understand, the, you know, specific problems, you know, people rather just pretend it doesn't exist and then move on without actually doing the work to properly, you know, say, hey, this is the issue, let me learn more about this issue, let me learn more about your experiences, and let me,
1: you know, help be an advocate to, you know, supporting you. And that's well said, because that's the that's not a great way to look at things, because it brings more harm to the community, 100%. to our youth I want to ask you a question. T, um, I'm gonna have to if you can get into our group chat. The the last there's three pointers that I asked you about what these things mean to you. So I want to get it because we're using all the phones and the max to break it down. Then we got to get into our affirmation. But I want to ask you if there was any advice you could give to your younger self. What would it be? Um, you no, know, I'm taking you, and you know, it's, it's a deep, dark question, but. I'd say like,
2: keep saying yes. Yeah, keep saying yes. Like, just, yeah, keep saying yes. I'll use one example of, like my public speaking, cause am nervous. So, uh, like when I first started, I was nervous. What's this name of this? Um, it's a complex. Basically, you fear doing something. Apostle syndrome. Yeah, Apostle syndrome. this is
0: good. These <laughs> guys are good. And with the Apostle because <laughs> that, that that is very common for anybody. Because if it's um, you're basically an imposter each time you try to do something new. It's not you. You feel like this is not me, you're doubting yourself. And that's for any domain. Like, whatever it is that you try to do, you're going to have that. So, it's, it's quite a normal thing to have. But people often feel like it's, it's not one with self. But go ahead, finish what you're saying.
2: So, like I know when I first started, I would say no to specific things. But I think once I joined the Toronto New Cabinet, that's when I kept saying yes. So, like, every public speaker engagement, you'd hit me up, I always say yes. So, my mindset is like, can hey, even so say yes? and then stress about it afterwards. And then after, after you'll stop stressing, and then you'll be like, okay, I've always said yes, now let me practice and do the work to be to do good so that I don't embarrass myself. So for me, any opportunity, someone hits me up, if I want to do it, of course, I'll always say yes. And then, you know, I'll probably stress about it for a couple days, or oh, I don't know how I'm gonna, what I'm gonna say, da, da, da then I'll just do the work and then I end up excelling at it so repetition I didn't saying, yeah.
0: that's what it is say yes to yourself repetition each time that's how you become some of these things you know and I see
1: people love that because the girls um, the females are she's like yup say yes in capital letters yes good afternoon to everybody as well to joining us now I ask you for your three words that mean the most to you and who you are as a person uh, Max he said his words are passionate um, so passion uh, very determined and empathetic so those are the three things when it comes to the work and what you do that you feel describe you best.
0: What are you passionate about? Like what, 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 like what's so meaningful to you? Cause, and is it? Is it a, a systematic change with you? Or? I'd say like my ultimate passion within education
2: like this and it goes back to the piece about wanting to make sure our young people are able to achieve and succeed and reach their full potential especially our black and indigenous young people because the first initiative I took on was tackling anti-black and anti-indigenous racism in our education system and um, and um I, I think in all the work I do I always like think like equity and uh, I just always think about the specific groups that have been neglected and have been unable to reach their full potential because truly it is crazy because when I first started the initiative you speak to current young people in high school elementary school you speak to you know young people in university about their elementary school experience you speak to people in their 30s 40s 50s about their high school it's all the same and so for me i'm like i know when i was speaking to some like older adults and they when they talk to me about some of their own goals and aspirations that they had that they've been unable to really tap into due to being really, like, plateaued by the system, education system, that just, like, this got me angry and it just gets me, like, just so flustered. And so for me, I think my passion just really lies in education, because Education is essential to our success in life. And I think you know having an education system that's free of inequities that allows all of our students and young people to reach their full potential. Like that's what it's all about. Like, when you're a young person and I talk to young people like at like grade one or whatever, like you have all these, like you're excited, at school, you know, first day of that first day school, you know, I wanna be this, I wanna be that but then by the time they get to grade eight they're done with school they're done with their aspirations that this, this school system has just like, plateaued them completely and so for me that's a problem especially considering it, 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 they were doing it a lot to our black and indigenous youth
0: hmm. and some of these things like I personally some of these things have been included be like you know some of the steroids Advice by teachers, even just by your your name, yeah. doing the EQAO tests and things like that. So, so
1: I remember EQAO tests. So we're bringing ourselves back to some of the <laughs>
0: these there, but yes. So that's what you're passionate about. It's, it's a great cost Something has to be bigger than you because if it's just about you, like I say all the time, eventually something along the way will come that's big that'll, that'll stop you from doing what it is that you want to do. But exactly. when you have a bigger pull when something is beyond you. Because our selfish needs, we say no to ourselves all the time. Things that we want to do for ourselves, we make all kinds of excuses why we shouldn't do it, you know? Yeah. If it's, get you up know, today and start a laugh. Book you've been contemplating for five years, tomorrow, a month, it's raining. Like, you make all the But when somebody else is coming, on you, when the thing is bigger than you, it's a bigger pull. Like, you know, maybe, maybe the pull is not enough, but the push, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta have something that's bigger than you to keep you going. Exactly.
1: And, you know, it's funny, like, over the weekend So that, that, that blazer That I had on Right Yeah. A Couple months ago I couldn't fit into it Yeah And like I remember Like When I started getting to the gym Obviously kudos to Max Who's always in the gym Like It was like I just felt like I couldn't even do Motivation Mondays Without being in the gym waste. Like it just wasted How is my brother Always constantly in the gym And I'm not And then when I was trying To put on clothes And it couldn't fit I'm like Alright Forget it So like Everyone kept asking me about the blazer and in my head. I'm like, yo, this blazer's is so old, but I just couldn't wear it when I got it. So it was kind of tucked away. But like, that was my reason to be like, all right, I need to get back. So now that I'm fitting into it smooth and the way I want to, I'm like, all right, cool, keep it up. And like currently I'm down like 15 pounds. I've been in the gym since April, May, May, May June, July. So like three months consistently getting in and I'm seeing the results. Yeah. So I just gotta keep going
0: snowball effect when things starts to go well just keep rumbling you feel good about yourself you know and I encourage people to find out what's hard you know carry that burden and then once things start going right for you keep it going you stay on track I've
2: been trying to tap into that gym lifestyle like my brother has tapped into it recently but for me it's like I don't know I like to work on my mind my mental so I like to read a lot but it's like, you can't do one and not do the other. Yeah, I was like,
0: we're, we're working on what's on the mind. Like we all know, one thing that we do know also is that, you know, one of the things about growing up a uh, uh, cognitive decline, the best thing that you do is actually it. It helps you. It's better than any of those Sudoku or like anything to refresh your brain, but like actually working on is the thing to keep your cognitive fluid but uh, I'm declining so fast I should get over well, It is going to decline But So the gym has many benefits Not just about looking but it's actually feeling good So You know So Sure, should, should get into it like, I keep making excuses I'm like I'm too busy excuses. I'm too busy But we're all too busy we are always too busy but, like if I made that
2: priority I know I could yeah. do it But uh, Before the year ends I'll I'll, I'll hope, <laughs> i Hopefully get
1: on Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's just, just, We'll get it You got like Five more months left yeah. So we'll tap in We'll make sure Now I want to get Usually we start affirmation In the beginning Um, But I'll say it now and when I read it out, then we'll ask you to break down what we're saying and also get Max's insight. So our affirmation of today is I am destined to succeed in my venture or whatever I put my mind to. I visualize my success in achieving my goals. I let go of the negative thoughts and doubts about realizing my business and personal goals. I am well on my way to realize my goal and succeed in business and in life. So I'll repeat that again. I am destined to succeed in my venture and anything I put my mind to. I visualize my success in achieving my goals. I let go of the negative thoughts and doubts about realizing my business and personal goals I am well on my way to realize my goal and succeed in business and in life mm-hmm. I'd say like I'll pick the second
2: and third paragraph but just the whole negativity piece Aside from that imposter syndrome which thankfully over the last couple of years um, or like last two years I've it's hardly anything I've experienced lately. Um, but just that negative thoughts, I have this rule like I never let any negativity enter my mind. Like, especially when I'm taking on initiatives. I'm like, I remember when I first started with my Ask an Black Race initiative and even the Mental Equity initiative, people were like, oh, Stephen, do something small. Or people counted me out. I'm like, bet. And then, you know, we did it. So it's like, I, I feel like i never let any negativity enter my mind. And just like, dwell. like, as soon as it comes in, like I just cancel it right like, right away. And I think that whole visualizing piece, um, uh, like my, my own political aspirations, you know, where people ask and, like, i be Minister of Education, then I'm gonna be Mayor of Toronto, then Prime Minister of Canada. Like, I, like, I, don't really, I don't really like the word manifesting, but I usually use the word speaking to existence, mm-hmm. and just that, uh, obviously that visualizing piece, and obviously like I make sure I do the work beforehand um, to, no, to get to um, know where, where I wanna go uh, in the long term. So I think, um, yeah, that's our hard work that you know, speaking into existence and just not letting any negativity enter your you know, your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that I know that has served me well. Uh, because the second, you know, you, you play into those negative thoughts and just let other negative people know and they you know, just because you can't do it doesn't mean I can't yeah. do it. I think that's what you had- say no to
0: your to your dreams so they try to convince you to say no to yours and then you know the, the visualized part is so key. You gotta see before anybody else sees it, exactly. and 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 that's and that's major. Like you know, it's not so much manifesting thing, but you can't just say all these things to yourself because that's you know, the illusion. You actually gotta put in that work. Because you know? I like how you say you don't like using the word manifestation because it has become the new fab. I should say, where everybody kind of like just says exactly. it, they don't put the work behind it. Right. So it's kind of like you have to see and you have to put in that work. You know, yeah. the things that you want, are you say you want this, you want that. Those are just wishes until you actually put in. Deliberate plan. and say this is what I have to do. This is what I need to do. Yeah. Then we have a uh, plan exactly. to action.
1: Exactly. And I know we're gonna. I'm just gonna let everyone know what kind of happened on on the aspect and the people who joined because we got. Well, we just uh, touched the hour, but the crazy is Instagram stopped doing that. But I guess it's back. Yeah, there. I thought we're, they stopped doing the hour. I don't know if it's because if we're on three phones. Yeah, and we're on this one, but. I mean it's good because we're still recording for the YouTube so to our people who are going to watch this after but before we get out of here um, please let them know where they can find you on social media um, the, all your personal uh, pages TOU's cabinet and if anyone's looking to get you to speak or anything like that now, they can get on one me so you can tap into the TOU cabinet at TOU
2: cabinet that's our ad for Instagram uh, and Twitter and that's my own ad at Stephen Mance underscore that's my app for uh, Instagram and Twitter as well and check out the on your cabinet's website, T-H-E-T-Y-C dot C-A. That's T-Y-C dot C-A.
0: And yeah, thanks for this, yo.
1: That's it, my brother. Um, Max, any last words before we get out of here?
0: You know, stay motivated. We hope the story was inspiring. Thank you for coming in, sharing your thoughts and views on what it is that's going on. in your life. I really appreciate you coming in today. And, you know, let's not make this the
1: last link up. Sure. Um, you know, even if you have time after this, I want to get right to work. I, 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 I got a lot of things, and, and I think we can make change And one thing I talk about today that I love is like basically changing the education like aspect of how people are like. Get into education from school, and that comes because I look at this platform as a, as as a, as a class or a period that somebody has to go to. Yeah. So I'm now looking. Okay, now that I met the head of TDSB and she likes what we talk about, and there's you as well. That's how I met her. How can we come together as three great um, entities and make this happen? in yeah. Different spaces, just like how you're able to change the the the, the menstrual products for the ladies and the mental health day that you're looking to implement. So, um, thank you again, my brother, and and you know please for making time on your busy that's schedule that's and you know you, you give back to the community so we appreciate for coming That that's it for Motivation Mondays